That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is the Bill Press Show. Yes, indeed. My name is Peter Ogburn, and we are doing the Producers Podcast today, where we talk about a lot of different things. But as you know, I write about food, and uh, I am a big, big lover of food. And as you know, I come from the state of South Carolina. And one of the things that South Carolina has known for quite some time is we have the best barbecue on the planet. And one of the people that uh, have helped give us that title is Rodney Scott. He is the pitmaster of Scott's Barbecue in Hemingway, South Carolina, and Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Charleston, South Carolina. And he joins us here on the phone. Hey, Rodney, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Good to talk to you. And I have to say, first of all, congratulations. You are the best chef in the Southeast, <laughs> according to the James Beard Awards, that is a huge deal for a barbecue pitmaster. How are you feeling? Man, I am still amazed. Um, my my head's still in the clouds. I still can't believe it. Uh, it's great. It's it's just so fascinating to me because you know you were nominated with other people who uh, and other great chefs, and like some of those meals at some of these other restaurants will set you back a lot of money and they are very refined and very, I think people think of them as like fine dining, but like I've always said my favorite meal when I go home to South Carolina is Rodney Scott. Like go to see Rodney Scott's barbecue. If I can make it to Hemingway and if not, I go to Charleston and like, that's the food I want to eat. Well, I mean, my, my whole, my whole outtake on, on the barbecue thing is, is that Sunday afternoon in the backyard with the family, you know, that, that hey, we're grilling out next door, neighbor. Come on over, type of feel. So, so well, I guess I would call it a simple life. No, I, look, I'm all for it, and and you know, it's it's so interesting to hear you call it like the simple life, right? Because uh, uh, as a barbecue connoisseur, right, like I always say that there are a couple of signs that you look for in a good barbecue restaurant, right? Like if you walk into a quote unquote barbecue restaurant and they've got all their smokers inside, and you can't smell smoke anywhere. Like, that's probably a bad sign, right? But if you go to a barbecue restaurant that's got, like, piles of wood outside that they're like, you know they're making coals out of it, and they've got a pit master on site, and you see somebody sweating, working to make good barbecue, like, these are all good signs, and that's the difference. That is a true sign, you know, um, you pull up and you smell the smoke. You can just about tell if they're burning wood or not. Um, it's 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 obvious when you pull up. Yeah. Uh, my good friend of mine, Sam Jones, said, "If you pull up to a barbecue restaurant, you don't smell smoke. Keep driving." <laughs> <laughs> I remember I interviewed you a, a couple of years ago in Charleston, South Carolina, and one of the things that you brought up was the idea of liquid smoke, and you had 
such a nasty look on your face when you talked about oh, liquid smoke. Man. I'll never forget. Like I'll never use liquid smoke. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do liquid smoke. Uh, <laughs> God bless those that do. Sure, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, to each his own. But again, Rodney Scott cannot do liquid smoke. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you a couple of different questions about sort of where we are with the barbecue culture. The weather is warming up. A lot of people are thinking about grilling out or barbecuing. Uh, uh, you know, there was a saying that that I used to say that you don't find that, that good barbecue doesn't find you. You have to find good barbecue, and that a lot of times means driving an hour outside of, you know, more cosmopolitan areas. But is that still the case? It seems like the barbecue world is getting smaller and you've got better options where you don't have to go so far. Well, um, it's kind of still the case because we've been, there have been many times we've been riding along, you know, the highways and you would see little barbecue spots here and there that that were never unheard, never heard of or never seen anywhere. And it would be kind of crowded. And sure. If, if time would permit, we would pull over. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you see a lot of barbecue spots. Um, just coming through the other day, a back road here in South Carolina, I saw a barbecue restaurant. I was like, wow, didn't know that was there. So I, I still want to say that they, there are a lot of good hidden ones still out there that haven't been mainstreamed yet. And, and and I think that there's it's it's really interesting. You can tell the difference between your two restaurants, whether it's Scotts and Hemingway, which is really a community hub for the the, the city there, versus like a place in Charleston where you're going to have people just like stumble upon the greatest barbecue that you can eat, right? Like a lot of times you have to go out of your way for that, and so that that I think is something that you kind of like manage that line pretty well, right? Like if you're going to go if you're going to serve a community and be that store and be that restaurant for a community, you could do that, but also like people can people are coming to Charleston purely to eat at Rodney Scott's barbecue. Yeah, um it's 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 a fine line. <laughs> uh, yeah. We I've been I've been slow walking that line just kind of letting people know this is what we did in the country, this is what we're doing now, and this is kind of a slight evolution of what happened in Hemingway. You know, we evolved a little bit to the to the here in Charleston to the North Central neighborhood and we're just here to compliment, not complicate, you know? That's what I like to say. I like it. I like it. And you hit on something there, you know, the barbecue American what we think of as American barbecue, right? Like essentially like smoked pig, right? Uh it's an old tradition. It's it's steeped in history, comes from a lot of different cultures. Uh, but I think that it was interesting that the James Beard Award recognized you for carrying that tradition on while also sort of taking it in, in, um, in an exciting direction. What new things have you learned about such an old uh, tradition? Wow. Um, uh, preparing it consistently on, on a daily basis instead of three, four times a week. Sure. Uh, you know, I had to learn to... to take the recipes that were in my mind and put them on paper. You know, I had to take the flavors that we want to do every day and, and follow, follow those same recipes to create that strong consistency on serving the best of what we do every day. So instead of preparing, you know, having three or four days to prepare for something, you now have just overnight. 
Wow. A lot. Yeah. A lot of Pressure, pressure's on. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I've yeah. learned. To, I've learned to. You better write it down. If you don't want to share it, write it down anyway, just in case. <laughs> well, it's you know you hit on something that I'm not sure everybody is aware of when we talk about Southern barbecue, and and you go and find these these places. You really are usually only talking about three or four days a week. I remember when I was growing up, my favorite barbecue restaurant, uh, which was which which is the one I went to as a kid, was Sweatman's Barbecue. Oh yeah, and Holly Hill, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yep, uh, aware but of, been there. Sweatman's is open three days a week. Like, that's it. They don't operate as a restaurant seven days a week, lunch and dinner. It's you go there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's it. That's it. And that's how a lot of them operate. Uh, quite a few. Um, uh, Hemingway is still four days a week. You know, we we uh, here in Charleston, we're seven days. Yeah. So down here, it's get it, get it, get it, because the, the process is so time-consuming that you always have to start preparing for the next day before the end of today. Yeah. So I want to ask you one final question, Rodney. Uh, There's a lot of talk about, like, regional barbecue styles. You know, Texas has their brisket. Kansas City has their own thing. Memphis has their ribs. But people just sort of oftentimes lump Carolina barbecue in the same category, right? But as as we know, there's North Carolina-style barbecue. There's South Carolina-style barbecue. And, and there's vinegar-based or mustard-based or all of that. Can you just give us a little description of where you think your barbecue falls in that category and what makes it different? Well, my barbecue falls in the category of the vinegar and uh, pepper. Um. Honestly, I didn't know about any other sauces until I was a teenager. You know, I never knew that there was a mustard sauce somewhere because the region is so small and, and the community that I grew up in is so small that everybody did a vinegar base. So this was all that we knew. And once finding out about the mustard and tomatoes and, and the, the different styles around the United States, I still I still prefer what I grew up with, which is the vinegar. Um, yeah. Again, to each his own. But... Rodney Scott loves vinegar barbecue. And the other thing that sets you apart is you're not smoking shoulders. You're not smoking pieces of the pig. You're doing a whole hog. And I've, I've actually been with you for when you smoke one of these hogs. It's, I mean, it's a whole undertaking to smoke an entire pig like that. But what's the difference, I guess, between smoking a hog shoulder or a pork shoulder and a whole hog? Uh, a lot more lifting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a little more that, careful, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that that whole hog is it's it's a bigger animal, of course, and and it's a little heavier. And you got to be careful because with the way that we we cook it, there's there's always a slim chance of a flare up. So you got to be extra careful with the whole hog because if the whole hog flares up and and catches fire, it. It can be lost in a second. So, by the way, when you mention flare-up, you're talking about what? Like when the fat from the hog hits the coals yeah. and you get a bigger fire, you can end up scorching and burning the, the meat. Yeah, you can end up destroying the whole thing if you're not careful. And, you know... Uh, I'm about to shed are, a tear. I'm about to shed a tear over here, man. That's, that's Those are words I didn't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. It's, it, it, it's real words. It's actuality. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, with the shoulders, you have less like, you're less likely to get that flare up but uh the whole hog is going to take you 12 hours it's a half a day process um where the shoulder won't take you quite as long 
you know, all depends on what temperature you like to do it or if you just want to do it longer and slower. And, and you, you, when you mentioned 12 hours, how hands-on are you during that process? Because I've been, I've been a part of many, many pig roasts, right? Uh, and it's a good, good time. But it's not just like 12 hours, set it and forget it. Like you're doing some work in those 12 hours. Oh, yeah. Within those 12 hours, you're constantly burning your wood uh, uh, down the coals. You're constantly grabbing the hot coals and spreading them under the animal, cooking it as it goes. Because it's, it's every 15 to 20 minutes that you're constantly taking a peep at it or making sure that the temperature is holding to where you want it. That's a lot of work, man. But you're telling me. But <laughs> <laughs> but to quote you, something that you told me once, it's a lot of good time to drink some bourbon, tell some lies while you're making that yes, pig. Sir. <laughs> are, hey, the best twelve hours of your life, man. <laughs> Rodney Scott, thank you so much for joining us here, man. I'm I'm just I was over the moon, so excited when I saw you win the James Beard Award. I think that's just so great, and congratulations, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's it's an honor to be just mentioned amongst all the nominees not only in my region but the united states um it is great to be in in a food world that is just such a beautiful beautiful crowd of people that is the greatest barbecue pit master in the world rodney scott you can visit him at rodney scott's barbecue in charleston south carolina or at scott's uh, barbecue and general store in hemingway south carolina i've been to both they're both great uh thanks so much for tuning in we appreciate it Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.